You are listening to Black Sports 980. Welcome back. It's your host, Laws, Black Sports 980. We in the building. Uh, you know, we got so much stuff on, on tap right now. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Pokemon Go out here. Republicans <laughs> out here launching, taking over the world. It's, it, it's just a madhouse right now. Um, first things first. Last week, uh, you know, ESPN had this special presentation with President Obama. And of course... You know, I I was anticipating watching it. It was supposed to be a town hall meeting um, about the events that occurred uh, in Baton Rouge, Minnesota, and Texas. Um, but I should have known, young. I should have known from jump it was going to be a Juilliard dance school ensemble. Yeah. Because President Obama was out there, Gregory Heisen, <laughs> like the whole time around all these questions. I mean, first of all, they didn't even have like legitimate questions being asked. If you want to have a town hall meeting, you really want to get to the nitty gritty about race in this country. You need to bring out some people who, like, are smart. Why? Why, why don't you have Michael Eric Dyson there? Why don't yeah. you have Mark Lamont Hill or Cornell West or yeah. some real intellectual yeah. that could really open up the discussion about race in this country? Instead, you got these little Baltimore City kids um, that. The whole jump was couched, just from Jump Street. Like it was, it was, it was set up. Um, I think was it you, Jeff, who told me about the the mom who was supposed to be on there? Uh, yeah, Eric it was, was nah, it was the daughter. Yeah, the daughter, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did she? What did she end up saying? She said that the well, jump was staged. I guess too? she, she, yeah, she, 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 she was like uh, her. She was very disappointed, and that's the sentiment she got from, you know, like like a lot of other people, like blacks that were in there. And like she had a question queued up, and basically that question was the question we were talking about over Snapchat. Like when you wanted the boy to ask, like, will there be justice, nah, you know, for 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 my father's death or whatever? And so that was kind of what her question was going to be. But apparently, like a lot of it got cut that Jamel Hill was saying. So. Like that super watered down version of what we got on television, like you know, probably some of the realer things were cut from it. So like the biggest two things or people's takeaway from it was um, was the, the uh, senator from Texas and then the police chief from Milwaukee. Um, you know, from from most people's sentiment, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what went down. So like her question didn't get asked; she got cut from it, and so she walked away feeling like that she was used and. And everybody else kind of felt that way as well. Man, I mean, you, you can see the agenda. It was basically Obama come in, just be like, young, chill out. We need everybody over here to chill out. Everybody over here to chill out and just try to keep peace. You know what I'm saying? But that that wasn't a time for just, it. if you're going to have a town hall meeting for real, like, and field questions, like, come on, man. Field questions for real. Like, you don't need to be taking questions from kids, you know, in middle school and stuff. And then the last bad I'm going to get up and talk about, ah, yeah, I want to be a cop when I grow up. Man, boy, if you don't get, yeah, you don't sit your little. That blew me. That blew me. I'm not going to lie. Petey Pablo hit. I just, yeah, <laughs> Joe just was a, it was an, it was an atrocity. It was, it was a disservice to our country, to the American people, to like, even our, yeah. just our intellect. Like, they just, right now, it's so crazy out here. They just treating us like we just, just dumb. Like, it's whatever goes. 
you got the youngin out here hitting the control C on her whole speech. Melania yeah, Trump. Melania, yeah, yeah, Melania. This youngin just cut and paste the whole speech <laughs> from from Michelle Obama's 2008. And I mean, I mean, y'all can be the judge for yourself. I'm not making this stuff up. My Rock parents impressed were raised me with so the many of the same values. That you work hard like, for what you want. You work life. hard for what you that want. That your word is your bond. That your word is and your you bond. You that you do what you say you're your gonna promise. do. That you treat that people, treat people with respect, with they dignity and respect, even if you don't know them, and even life. if you don't agree with them. That is and Barack and I, I to set out to, to build son. lives guided and by these to values and to pass them on to the next generation because the many generations we want our children and all because children in this nation to know that the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard your for them. And your willingness to work for them. But you can clearly hear she took some of these quotes and was like, I'm going to put this down in my speech. Yeah. Like, it's, it's clear. So I have a question yeah. in reference to that. So clearly, I mean, we know these people are stupid, but they're not that stupid. So do you think that they really didn't think that people would pick up on the fact that she basically copied and pasted that whole portion of the speech? Let, let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Do you think the Trump supporters care that she plagiarized the speech? No, and I think why they did... I have a, a very distinct reason, and I could be playing conspiracy theories here again, but I got a very specific reason why I think they did that. I think because she can barely speak English, and Trump has been going on all this, like, uh, immigrant, immigrant this, immigrant that, and I think a lot of his followers didn't even know his wife didn't, like, barely speak English and was an immigrant. I feel like they did this to cause all this stir up so they can all of a sudden have his base go in defense of Trump's wife. Like, because I mean, I just, it just does, like, nobody's that stupid. Yeah, I'm certified and safe. I just can't see them being well, that stupid well, to like. Well, what is the thing though, Aaron? I think they are that stupid. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna play on the other side of it. I'm gonna play on the other side. This is what I think. I think that, you know, they have speech writers and stuff. Of course, we know that. Um, and we know that they have a hand in the speeches that are written for the people. And so I don't know if the speech writers and her, because of her, the language barrier. And your willingness to work for them. Like, have been bumping heads. <laughs> no, nah, I'm serious. Because you can you, you can listen and see that she struggles with, with English. Like, she struggles with it. And your willingness to work for so them. So if you're a speech writer and you're trying to write language for, for her and you're bumping heads and you're trying to give her these words that you want to be using a speech and she's like, no, 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 and it's a bump ahead, then finally, if you're the speech writer, you might just be like, well, write your own speech then. Like, well, I'm out, man. You know what I'm saying? Write <laughs> right, something that you're comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? And then... We'll, We'll go with it. And I think that's probably what happened. They probably wrote some some of her speech and then they said, okay, well, you just, you know, you fill in the rest. And then they probably heard it, heard her say it or go over it because I'm sure she practiced it a thousand times and then they practiced it, but they didn't really like, you know, it didn't really... It didn't hit them that she plagiarized and took this jump from her, oh, but Harold, you know what I'm saying? They didn't reach Obama. back and get Eleanor Roosevelt's speech. This was the last first lady in the White House. Like, that has to be like... Now, I'm trying to tell you, first of all, you got to think, Aaron, we, they're not paying attention to us anyway. Like they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not, they're not, they don't, they're not paying attention to us. 
So I think that, you know, one person, you know, who wasn't aware that that was his speech, heard it and just was like, okay, this sounds good. And then they probably came and was like, we got the speech? They were like, yeah, she's all set. Like, I heard it, the Jones good. <laughs> and they never even knew, like, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that she took these parts from Michelle Obama. And in her mind, she probably was like, nobody will care or nobody will catch it. But now that everybody sees and knows, but this is the thing. No, they don't really care for real. This ain't high school where the Bama's take, you know what I'm saying, or college where they kick you out of school for plagiarism and stuff. Like, it's just... It's just, it's just another distraction, um, you know, that nothing's going to come about. Like, you know what I'm saying? To me, yeah, it's a nah, big joke, though. It's a big joke. This this Republic National Convention, you got Lou Holtz walking around like it's Freak Nick 95. No! With the, with the crown royal in his hand. I mean, come on, bro. This oh, bad man on stage man. talking reckless. How is he still employed with ESPN? That's re- I, what he was mad. saying, I didn't catch him. What, what he was talking about? The Bama said, "Live, <laughs> like he said, nobody wants to uh, watch your soccer games, like cheer for your soccer games." And what was the other thing he said, Harold? Oh it was God. two things. It was two things, but I can't remember oh the other thing. God. I remember he said he talked about the soccer games, but, but bottom line, the jump was super OC. Out of so, <laughs> out of control. Then they get the Bama David Clark to speak. This, this old Uncle Ruckus. You heard the vitiligo? Shoot. Well, I got re-vitiligo. Every year, my skin just seemed to get blacker and darker and blacker and then more darker. Huh. It's the opposite of what Michael Jackson got. Lucky bastard. Ruckus, how could you possibly love white people so much? It's easy. Have you ever looked at them? White man just enjoyed it be around. It smell like lemon juice and pledge furniture cleaner. And look at them. They gave us discipline, jobs, put structure in our lives, took us out the jungle. And what we do to show our appreciation? We march up and down the street. We vote, carry on, in grace. This Bama is... Yeah, he need an easy pass, too. Dog, he got it. He got to. How old is he? Like... I don't know, uh, but yeah, but right now, right now, this is this is the, this is the day holding, they fighting for the title right now. It's David <laughs> Clark, Tony Sotomayor, and Stacey Dash is one, two, and three, uh, uh, coon champions right now, yeah, in America, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it, 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 oh, and there's no man. other way. It, it ain't even a politically correct way to put it. Like when you get on stage and you just deny, you you deny who you are, like. To the point where yeah, you're, you're almost right, like uh, you're showing hate against who you are, like your people. You're you're like, like I, we I don't even know how to. Have this... a, we might have to have that segment on here, y'all. You coined that joint, the Coon Champion, because it's a, quite a few people that deserve them jumps from definitely time and time again. I'm gonna go build a trophy. No, but this is the thing. You can't <laughs> no, you can't even give a get these bammers an intervention and like talk them out of it. Like these bammers are all the way on the other side, like Clayton Bigsby, like. We are looking for a Clayton Bigsby. Look no further, fella. You found him. They really think <laughs> that they in there, dog. Like, they really do. And and real talk, with all this craziness that's going on, the Pokemon Go, Batman's out here about to get flipped in the air by cars searching for Charizard and Squirtle. Like, I just don't... Come on, man. Oh, it, man. It's crazy. Where is Aaron Magruder at, dog? Where is the Boondocks creator of the boondocks where is he at man please somebody tweet this dude and get him back 
into doing the boondocks, dog. Because right now the material is at an all-time yeah, it's high. It's crazy, an all-time high. Like I know South Park, South Park still they still doing shows, right? D, what's going on, man? What's going what's on with on? the? We talking about the the uh, the, the young and plagiarizing <laughs> the whole speech, hit the control C and then the control V on the whole whole demonstration. <laughs> what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could say too much because that could be my future. <laughs> I might have to expunge my thoughts from the record here. Soon as Babs become the president, yeah, Babs gonna be right outside. I know, like, yeah, uh, we're gonna need to siege all your equipment and all your. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what happened, young? Right. Yeah, we heard everything. Uh, all right, we've been tracking you for a while, man. No, challenges. I mean, the, the bottom line is this: clearly, they plagiarized. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about that part. I mean, Bama's had the speech side by side, and you hit play, and she's saying the same things. And then they try to say they had speechwriters, and the speechwriters wrote it. And then what's his name? Chris Christie said that 93 or 95 percent of her speech was not the same as Michelle Obama's. Boy, if you don't get... Okay, I guess. I, I didn't He's see that. He's smoking. He's doing hard drugs. Right. I was like, okay. They were saying everything verbatim, like the same exact words. Like line for line, you know, preset for preset. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to, to work for them. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah it, it, it's clear. It's clear. Then we talked about... The David Clark Bama, old Clayton Bixby Bama, standing up there and just talking about, first of all, this, I, and I, 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 I gotta say it this time. Last time I, I clipped the joint out, but this time it got, it, I gotta say it. If you are a black police officer in America and you advocate for Blue Lives Matter, it just, I don't know how these people's brains. Like what kind of brainwashing Jones going on? Like they got him like doing like the, what, what was the dude who did Wolverine took him into the basement and just just try to like clear his whole brain out, dog. I, I don't know what's going on, dog. <laughs> what was what was the soldier's name? What was the dude's name? I forgot. I heard you talking about though. Yeah, young. He just took him, just kept dunking him in the water and just tried to erase his, erase his brain. <laughs> That's the only thing you know makes sense to me. It don't make sense, dog. It don't make sense. You think you could do this to me? So, I mean, we got that Republic National Convention still going on. It's going on to Thursday. So, you know, who knows whatever craziness is going to go on um, between now and then. Uh, has any fights broken out at the gym so far? Have you heard any fights broken? Yeah. There's been protests, but they, they've they they've all been kind of peaceful. I mean, you had the women that did the, uh, the naked gym. They got butt naked. <laughs> okay. I don't. I still don't understand the purpose in that one. And the other ones they had, they were like outside the convention, and they were pretty peaceful. And I think there was somebody I forgot who it was that came up on the microphone. You know oh, what I'm Stephen saying? Yeah, him. I thought it was somebody else to try to like interrupt the joint. But at the end of the day, it was a Trump convention. Like he had most of the support there. There was definitely people that were opposed to him. But at the end of the day, it was really about him being the nominee for the Republican Party at the end of the day. <clears throat> yeah. Was, yeah. That's what it was about. Trump, the Trump and the, the kids, the kids, if they haven't, you know, come up yet, they're going to be a huge part of it. All of them will be speaking. So 
basically about the like the Trumps, like more so than even it being a Republican National Convention. Because, you know, he's kind of flipped the whole party, like, you know, on his head. So I just the thing is, I just wonder how things would be if this like had happened to Michelle Obama and like 2008, like she plagiarized somebody else's speech. Like, I mean, it, it, it just, definitely the hot trend right now on like Google search. That's like one of the top searches right now. His wife's name with Michelle Obama in the search. Like, it's definitely a hot top. Now, she would, I think Michelle Obama would catch way more flames, though. It would be all over Fox News and all the main Without media. a question. Yeah, without a question. <clears throat> They'd be like, how could you do this? How? What What has to... And you want this person running the country who 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 can't even get a speech? Run? Like, it was, yeah, they would, man... Yeah. But I'm just so disheartened at the, at the state of our country right now where this is just like this is the leading candidate like there's a real possibility he could be in control of the uh, of the United States of America um it, it's just crazy though it's crazy and then you know I don't know for those who don't don't watch the uh my man Umar Johnson Dr. Umar he had a lot of stuff to say about the presidency about um you know, just the state of America about racism and what we need to do in order to get get um get past it or like have some change take place. But this Bama, he talking crazy. He talking about marching on the on the White House lawn and doing all types of stuff. So, I mean, we're okay. we're I, come nah. over that gate though. You come over that gate. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get an easy pass. You come over that gate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You are listening to Black Sports 980. Thank you guys who tune in to the BLK Sports 980 podcast representing the DMV. Right quick, just want to encourage you to please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Make sure you also follow us at BOK Sports 980 on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. You can even email us your thoughts, show topics, and more at BOKSports980 at gmail.com. Last but not least, let's spread this word. Now back to our show. Outside of that, now moving on to some sports. Uh, so last Friday, Kirk Cousins and the Redskins failed to do a long-term deal uh, to have Kirk um, not have to play under the 20 mil, 20, $21 million franchise tags. Um, and it's one of those things, it's been an ongoing debate, um, not by us particularly, but by Kurt enthusiasts, that the team should have gotten a long-term deal done before the deadline. Uh, Pro Football Talk reported that GM Scott McGlowan did not meet with Kirk Cousins asking uh, price in the long-term talks because McLuhan believes he can find a cheaper replacement for Cousins. Batman's decisive, first of all. Florio reported that Cousins wanted $44 million guaranteed at the signing, but the Redskins only offered $24 million and they weren't, you know, they weren't willing to commit. Some are calling this a, a bad move on the Redskins. Some are saying it's cautious. Like, I mean, to me, the Redskins have a history of overpaying Batman's before they even showed that they're worth the money. So my question is, like, is this a good move by the scans or a bad move? Or you know what I'm saying? Because now the reports is coming out of the woodwork. Some people saying Kurt is disgruntled, and and then you know a week ago the Batman was happy about. I just it's just so many reports out there. You I don't mean, even know what to believe. 
you you always have to kind of look at where the reports are coming from because some of these uh, p- uh, publications are pro some, for somebody, you know, or pro somebody or, or uh, con somebody, you know, and that's just what it is. So you, you always have to kind of keep an eye on that. I think the Skins did what, uh, what the smart decision was. Now, could it end up costing them a lot of money? Sure. Like if he, if he shows out, it could end up costing them a lot of money on the back end. But... Like uh, last I checked, the Skins are the uh, most, the second most valuable franchise, or the third most valuable franchise in the league. So Snyder's not crying for money. Yeah. So if he has to, uh, God forbid, a player actually earns the money that they're, you know what I'm saying, they're getting. So I think they made the right play, you know, and and that's that's what it is. Aaron, you, you probably time. you probably with McGlowan. Yeah, you I mean, I've been plug and play, plug and play. I've been here since before the season started last year. Like, he definitely outplayed expectations, but I don't think he did anything to show me more ability than I thought he had. So, the roster stacked. They got to go to the playoffs again, and we'll see. Seven and uh, seven and nine is the ceiling for me. Oh, so if they go seven and nine, you, you say resign Cousins if, the, if y'all go at least seven and nine next year. I think they're probably going to ha- going to have to, maybe not to a long term deal, like huge deal, but seven and nine. I feel like do you do you franchise yeah, tag him again after seven and nine? No, nah, because that's going to be twenty four next year. Nah, see, here's the thing. Like, here's what you have to look at. They were having a debate. I forgot what I was watching or listening to the other day. The other day, they were basically one person was saying that Kurt had to be ranked in the top seven quarterbacks next year in order to uh, validate getting the big deal another the other guy said that he, he thought top 12 and I mean if you really think about it like out of uh, uh, what is it 30 teams in the NFL out of out of all of those teams like you're lucky 32. if you have a quarterback 32 I thought I always mix it up with uh, baseball and basketball but uh, so out of 32 teams like you know like <laughs> Most of them teams wish they had a quarterback. So, I mean, I feel as though I kind of agree with somewhere in between that, you know, that that range of, you know, the 7 to 12. Because if he has that and you could point directly to, like, the team just isn't quite all there yet. Like, he wasn't turning the ball over ridiculously. Oh, I mean. You said 7 to 12 wins? If if he finishes ranked in the 7 of, like, 7 to 12 best quarterbacks. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying if he finishes somewhere in there, and you look at the fact that it wasn't like him being the main reason we lost, lost like he's not turning the ball over, like in the clutch or making boneheaded, like we're just okay. getting beat, you know. And, and he ranks among that, then I think you kind of gotta pay him because, like I said, teams out of 32 teams, you would die for your quarterback to be ranked in the, among the seven to 12 best quarterbacks in the league. It is more about them, right? Than I it think is about normally the that would be the case. But with Scott McLuhan as the GM and the way this roster stack, I think he sees something. Like, I think we can kind of play in a way that most you other think teams he feels like. So you think he, he feels like he could slide down where that quarterback, the type of quarterback season that they would have, like like maybe like 15 to 20 type quarterback play? Right, right. Okay. Because to me, the roster is stacked. To me, this is the best team, like, from top to bottom, especially in offense that the Redskins have ever put together. Since in the free agency right. period, right? Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I I think that's the thing that that really makes this move 
and the advantage to my to my from my opinion and advantage the Redskins because the roster right now has so much talent on it. Like, let's say, let's say, and I, I know you, I know it can go both ways, but you take away these weapons and then you see how effective he can be because that's the real true test of a quarterback is when you don't have the weapons, can your team still, like Cam Newton, <laughs> that Batman didn't have no weapons for real and he was still frying and cooking. And that that's elite. Aaron Rodgers, you take away all his receivers and the Batman still gets it done. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's thing. elite. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's like it's like Aaron said. Like, even though he had weapons last year, it wasn't like this year. So, like, you could look at how he played last year. Now, as we all know, he didn't beat a team with a winning record. I mean, but he did have the final 10 games where he was 23 touchdowns against three picks. So, with having even more weapons, like, it doesn't even matter how he would play without them. If he performs with them, then, you know, that's all that'll matter. I mean, I'm on the record in saying that I think that we're going to win the division back-to-back. So, I guess by me saying that, Kurt's probably going to play well. So, that will... No, probably. He has to play well. I mean, so my whole point is, like, all this... According to me, all this uh, is signs of him getting paid in the end because I think all of those things are gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, if because if he can't get it done with these type of weapons, then I mean, then I, I don't know. We, he he probably should just be a backup, like a lot of people thought he was anyway. Yeah, I agree with that because this is like this year for him is the year where he's in the driver's seat right now to get paid. Yep. He has to lose the money. The money is his. As long as he plays. <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this more pressure on him? Yeah. Or is, it, is this yeah. more pressure than it was last year? I mean, yeah, I, is this more pressure? I, Maybe a little this bit. Is third, it's a little bit, but I mean, this is third year in the system. He started all the last year. Like, he, he played with those guys. If those guys stay on the field, the Jordan Reeves, you bring in Vernon Davis, you bring in Doxon. If these guys stay healthy, I mean, though, you have all the weapons. I mean, the only pressure is you're putting it on yourself because, as D mentioned, the money is theirs for him to lose. Like, it's his to lose. So, I mean, he has no excuses, really. I don't yeah, know. We know, know how Kurt, Kurt, that pressure. I'm going to give you one those, caveat. Though. One right. caveat. This is Deshaun Jackson's contract year, and you know how he does when teams don't show him his respect on the contract year. If they don't come to him and start talking money, like partway through the year, nah. he could be sitting out games talking about he hurt. Nah, like, but, with a but, half in fairness, <laughs> but every contract year he does that. Nah, but look, but look. In fairness, if I remember correctly, he w- it wasn't when he did this in Philly. He wasn't on his actual last year of the contract. He had just outperformed the contract. Like he still had, he still had multiple years left. Yeah, it was I say like, that to like say, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that to say this is his last year. So he's not going, he has to show out like anybody in any sport. That's why typically they're in their last year of a contract, a legit contract year, they always have some of their best seasons. I think it will be no different from Deshaun. Like why, where he was sitting out last year, like he he not, he going to try to play. He going to do everything to get on that field in this contract year. Yeah, I, I actually could see see business kind of kind of hurting Deshaun because, you know, of course they brought in Doxon. And then you got uh uh so what's the other uh, what's the other receiver? Vernon Davis. Uh, 
Not not Pierre Garcon. Garcon? No, no, no. You talking about Crowder? Yeah, Sly. Crowder, Crowder. Crowder. Jameson Crowder. So word on the street is Jameson Crowder is that dude. And we already know that he's going he's going he's going to have an increased role this year based upon just what all all sources are saying and telling us as far as his role. So then, you know, if they're trying to implement Doxon into the mix, I could see, uh, you know, I could see where you have Deshaun, you know, kind of like interchanging out, letting Doxon run. I mean, you know how business goes. You know how they do it. You think they're going to offer more or something again? I mean, I'm just saying, and it's easy to do it with a receiver than it is with a running back, because you know what I'm saying. You got a lot of, a lot of interchangeable parts. You can blow this whole thing up. Yeah, I'm telling you, you cannot play with him like that. You can't. I'm trying to, that. but you know, but you know how you know how the business works, though, because they don't they don't want to pay they don't want to pay top dollar for these these players. And so they try to like fan angle the numbers. But Deshaun you know is not that dude to play with. I'm telling you, he's not. Yeah, he he will. It hurts them that they already did this to Alfred Moore. So players on the team are aware. He's probably like, they better not do me like they did Alfred, because they it was so blatant what they did to him. Yeah, and and and, it, and it's different too. I think because if they do that to Deshaun, the difference is that. He was one of the many, well, one of the reasons that Cousins had a good season. Him and Jordan Reed. So if you, if he becomes a distraction, it is more about them than it is about the team. Oh, bro, it's not going to be the same team. They they have to keep him involved, in my opinion, for the success of the squad. Unlike Alpha Moore's running backs now are like they're nothing. They're a dime a dozen. There's no, there's no, there's no workhorses anymore like they used to be. It's always running back by committee, either two or three backs. You got your you know, you got your two backs and you got your, your catching out the backfield back or your third down scat back or whatever. So Alpha Morris could easily have been phased out, but wide receiver to me is a little bit different. They phase him out, it's going to really hurt the offense because that allowed a lot of underneath stuff because of the song Jackson, in my opinion, because you had to respect his deep. It's so many, like, uh, storylines. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, I mean, last year, it was week by week. We was criticizing and, and critiquing um, you know, Kirk Cousins play every single game. And this year, coming up, I, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. Like, at each week, Bama's going to be looking like, you know, they should have paid him or they shouldn't have paid him or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And like I let said, me, we'll know by week eight, young, what, what's good. We'll let know. Me, let me ask you a question since y'all Skins fans. Where do you think Kirk Cousins ranks amongst starting NFL quarterbacks? Like, where would you rank him? You know what I'm saying? Uh, right in the middle. You talking about his season like he, last year or just him overall as a quarterback? Him, him overall, what you believe I, that he would end up being, like in terms of his overall? I say he's under, in my opinion, right now, and you can use fantasy as a good litmus, but, you know, I, I think he's right under, he's like the, the tier, he's t- teetering and tottering on tier two. I think his potential Ooh. is top tier two. But I think he's right now he's between tier two and tier three. So he's with the Matt Ryan's. Okay. He's with the with the uh who else? Teddy Bridgewaters. You know, like then he's not to me, he's he's not eclipsed, you know, into that next tier. Like Andy Dalton last year went to the to the, you know what I'm saying, tier one, bottom tier one. You know what I'm saying? He's not nowhere close to that right now. So I mean, we're going to see. 
We're going to see. Like, right now, if I had to rank him top 32 quarterbacks, he's probably like ranked between the, I'll say, 12 and 15 spot. Ooh, 12. That's crazy. Okay. But 12 is being generous. You know what I'm saying? And that's going off of his his last eight games. Not You know what I'm saying? In the season, he looked like he had commanded the offense. You know, but the, but the wet, this is the thing. Dinkin and Duncan and, and Cookers, like as far as from your play from the playmaker positions, it's gonna make you look better than you really are, and that's what I'm I'm saying. Like, yes, he has more weapons this year, and because of that, you know his job should be easier. You know what I'm saying? But, but me, the true test is like Drew Brees. Like this Batman went into last season, the only Batman he had as a, as a receiver was Brandon Cooks, and then he made Willie Sneed. Like you know what I'm saying? He made these other Batmans on his team, but. Up into that point, Dang. and Brandon Cooks to me is a tier two Bama. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not even a tier one. So hey. for him to still put up the numbers with the weak, the weak offensive Bama's on his team, that makes him elite. And I, that's what I don't know about Kurt. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. So let me jump in here. So when you were saying what you were saying, it sounded perfectly fair. So I went and started pulling up the uh, teams and counting out the quarterback. Uh huh. It's at least twenty quarterbacks better than. Me. And it's not even close. You say twenty? So, okay, yeah. okay. Just started. This started it's, the it's ten. Fair. Like we, as you were saying that, I was like, that seems. I was thinking fifteen before I even went to the I, team. I, I, I name name a couple, and then we gonna we gonna all take I'm, a poll and say better or worse. And you gonna be like, okay, so I'm just going in order that they had the teams listed. Okay, okay. Um, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. No, he's not better. What? What? No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, Russell Wilson is better than Kirk Cousins. Calm oh, okay, yourself, okay. Kirk. Okay. <laughs> 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 you about to take my, about to give me an easy pass. Chill out, dog. Right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going in order. So Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I'm scratching San Fran and St. Louis off the list. Then you got no, Carson. No, why, Paul. dog? You can't do that. Can't no, no. I'm can't saying he's better than them. Scratch I'm saying he's probably better than them. That's what I'm saying. Okay, all right. That's two. He's better than them. And I play with him. Kaepernick and... Carson Palmer. Yep. Uh, then no, he's uh, not my, better. Than, Carson Palmer's better. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm only naming the quarterbacks who I feel like are better. I'm just going to name the teams that I'm skipping over as Kirk Cousins is probably better than the quarterback that they had. Okay. some of them you don't even know who the starter is yet. Okay, so, so San okay, Fran, so Russell Wilson, then uh-huh. uh, San Fran Rams skipping those two. Carson Palmer, my yep. boy Jameis Winston, yep, Drew Brees, yes sir. Uh, then Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I think he he and Matt Ryan are the same guy. So I mean, you can do what you want with that. Matt I think Ryan's pro- better. Matt Ryan's better. But you think yeah, Matt Ryan's Matt good? Ryan's I think better. he's trash. So that you know what I mean. I think they're the same guy. <laughs> he's not so, trash though. That's he's not trash. He's not trash though, Aaron. Come on, man. You know how I use the word. Y'all know what I mean when I say <laughs> trash. I don't mean the worst bad in the league, but he's just a guy to me. So okay. uh, I got you. I think Kirk's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Um, okay. Then you have Aaron Rodgers. No. You have no. Uh, Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. No. Here's where we about to get into it. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Uh, uh, have- I think they just say I think Jay Cutler is better, but I think they're the same guy. Like, like Jay Cutler. Like, this is the thing. Give Jay Cutler the weapons we got right now, and the Bama throws for forty touchdowns in in Easy. ten picks. 
right? But, but no, take away ahead. his weapons, and now you see Jay Cutler is like having to do a whole like he this can't shit, carry like he just said, he can't right? carry. He can't carry. That, and that, and that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm really saying. About. So, yeah, so, so, Jay, saying- so Jay Cutler and they you could you could put them at a at a at a tie if you want. Who I go, think they're saying bracket, but as far as talent goes, I think it's not even close. Yeah, okay, so, Jay um, Cutler has a way better arm. Yes. Yeah. Right. So um, then then you have the Eagles, which that's up to you. As Sam you Bradford know. trash. They yeah, the whole trash. organization. Then you got I'm better, I'm better than their, I'm better than their quarterback. So then um, you got Eli Manning. You got yeah. Romo. You got Philip Rivers. Better. Romo's better. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers better. Then you got uh, Derek Carr, who's better. Better. Uh, Alex Smith. That's. I mean, you can. That's a toss-up, I guess. He's also a dick and dunker. Uh, he's a dick and dunker. See, that's another dude. But if if we go, he don't turn. Uh, he don't turn the ball over. So not nearly. He, Kurt, no, he doesn't. Yeah. If, and now, if Kurt follows off how he uh, ended last season, or follows up with how he ended last season, not turning it over, then we'll have a conversation. But historically, like, nah, it's not even close on the turnover. I, but I'll say this though. I think Kurt. I think Kurt's touch. Is better than than uh, I, I know. I already you know he's I'm a better passer. He's a better. He's a better passer. What's better? You think he's like a better. What's better? Tell me what's better. He's like his, like his his his, <laughs> his physical his physical skills on the football field. Let me. <laughs> I, I was I was try, I was trying to save you. I think you're like you're saying you're saying he's a better passer of the football. Yes, yes, he's a better. In my opinion. Kirk Cousins is a better passer than Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Like Alex Smith, from 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 ten yards in, Alex Smith is just gonna throw bullets <laughs> and darts. Like he's gonna be accurate, he's gonna be good. But once he has to throw twenty yards and further, it's just gonna be a fail. And yeah. I know that every deep ball that Kirk Cousins throws is not gonna be uh, like on point, but he's been able to show that he's been, in my opinion, be more consistent yeah. than Alex Smith in in longer shots downfield. So. Yeah. They're both yeah, dinking all stars, yeah. but I I just think Kurt is a better passer overall. So, so if I had to, I mean, even though Smith's consistency and his numbers, I think that's more attributed to the system and Andy Reid and like how it's is catered to him than his his physical attributes and abilities. But decision making, he's I think he's better than uh, Kirk Cousins. Smith. So so we'll make that a wash and then we'll stay at twelve. Okay, good. Okay, good. so then you got the Broncos, which. Um, Kirk is. Well, they don't even know who the starter is yet. Right. Yeah, he's better um, than both of them. Mariota. I'm taking Mariota over Kirk. Uh, Blake Bortles. But why? But why? 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 Upside? Is it upside? Huh? Is it, is it just upside? Because because you said overall, not just based on the last ten games of last season. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, I, okay, overall, but but the thing is, I think that's a hard. Judgment call to make because, 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 because Mariota, Mariota, Mariota has a evaluation never... standpoint. Now we're not yeah. talking about like fantasy. Now we talking about just from if you're a GM and you're taking a player, you're not taking Kirk over Mariota. Kirk was drafted in the fourth round for a reason. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But 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 let me say this though, in defense of Kirk, which is not going to happen very often, <laughs> system matters. So. Depending on who's drafting and where you're drafting, it may determine like not every GM all the way down the line is going to choose Mariota over Kirk Cousins. But that's especially not, not especially not now. I, I I just think system matters. All right, so I'll give you I'll give you Mariota. I'll scratch oh, him off my list. We'll stay at we at twelve. 
So that's, that's like, mighty generous of you, bro. No, I don't generous. need extra people. That's what I'm saying. There's so many quarterbacks. I mean, but but Harold, you gotta think about it though too. Like Mariota was a rookie last year and he had 19 touchdowns and he had a super solid year. He he actually had a better uh, QBR than Jameis Winston did. You know, so like to say that with Kurt Kurt been in the league for a while now, you know, and he and he had a good second half of ten games, but like I said, it was like uh, Mariota started out the rip, you know, on the Titans, so, on the Titans. On the Titans. Yeah, look at the on talent the that they had no receivers. <laughs> okay, okay, no. but but this is the thing: the, the, the Kirk came into a situation where he wasn't like deemed the guy, and I think that 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 what? has that matters. No, he knew he was he. Her. No, I'm he saying when Mariota, the first week he got in here, they were saying. Let me just tell you, dog. Let me just let me just say this. Let me just say this. When when Mariota went to to the Titans, like there was no question about like who was gonna be the the quarterback. Like they knew everything was being catered to Mariota. When Kirk Cousins came, that was an afterthought by Mike Shanahan. Uh, you know, his ace in the hole, his back pocket. You know, what I'm saying his side piece. Like that's what that was, and and that I'm saying that that situation had an effect on like Kurt. Now I don't I'm not saying that if he would have been the guy, he would have made the guy that he would have came out and fried or anything like that. I'm not saying that. What I'm just saying is that that situation had an impact on what we saw from him even when he got his shots to play. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever seen a quarterback catered and baby the way Kirk Cousins was with the Redskins last year. Nah, Bob. If that's no, not saying you're my no, guy. I have not. No, I've I have never not. seen no, it. I, have I haven't seen it with the top <laughs> elite quarterbacks. Look, look, cla- I told you, classic, I'm not going to defend. The classic was, remember the classic when uh, Gruden blamed it on the wind? The wind was blowing too hard. Or whatever. <laughs> no, that's why, oh, that's why I can't, yeah. Keep going, Aaron. But I'm going to give you that one. So, Blake Bortles. What? Oh, yeah, Blake Bortles. No, Bortles is better. Okay, Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah. Andrew Luck is better. Okay, then, so the Texans up next. So Oswald, uh, to me, is a toss-up for me. Yeah, so I, that, I don't so know. I'm gonna give you that yeah. one. Then That's Ben Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, Roethlisberger's better. Cleveland, I'm giving y'all. Then RG, uh, RG3. Right now he is. Right now he is. And it may not. It may not be. It may not be come December December 28th. But right now he is. Andy Dalton. Yep. Andy Dalton better. Joe Flacco. Flacco's better. Yeah. Then you got the Jets, so we gonna squat. We gonna watch that. <laughs> no Geno, no Geno suit, no Geno suit. No, Brady. hold on, we we come. Don't worry, they'll save Geno suit. We coming back to him. Uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's better. Yeah. Okay, and then I'll give you a wash on the last two. The Dolphins, uh, Brian Tannehill. Tannehill's better. He trash for real. Um, <laughs> I do. I think so too. But I'm just saying, right now he's That's better. Another than quarterback. Definitely. I don't think he's better than. Uh, he's you know, you Tannehill. know how I feel about Tannehill. Kirk. Tannehill starting to get some real weapons down there himself. So this year is really, I mean, they already gave him the money. But I mean, like, a lot of people uh, are going to say, like, uh, what he does this year is going to really kind of define the rest of his career. Like, you know. Yeah, so, he definitely got paid like he better than Kirk, though. Yes, he Never did. Got to yeah. six but, uh, and then uh, you got the Bills. Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. And I personally would take yeah. Tyrod over Kurt, but I'm not gonna. I wouldn't argue that. You know what I mean? Against right. other Bamas that watch this, football. This, this year will definitely be a telltale for both of them to kind of distinguish who's better. So right. where did that put Kurt at? Where is he at now? Yeah, where is he at? Like 16? He probably like yeah. That was like 18. 15 I just named 18 Bamas that was over. Okay. No, uh huh. 
And that to me well, is fear. And that, and some of those were like questions were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I gave you every question I just gave. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if he so he got to he got to jump at least six of those just, guys in yeah, order to get the big yeah. one. That's what I'm saying. So understand. That's what I'm saying. If he finishes in eight rank eight to twelve, dog, you you paying that man. And I don't think nobody really have a problem with that. Nah, he will have earned that. Yep, exactly. All right, man. Enough of Kirk Cousins, man. Enough of Kirk Cousins. Now on to my second favorite team. <laughs> He's an idiot. Don't listen to. Sh- He's an idiot. Jet right, signed DN Muhammad Wilkinson to a five year, $85 million contract. The Bama gets $54 million in the first three years with $37 million fully guaranteed. So, with that, it's, it's reported that that contract opened the way for the Jets to have money or more cap space to go ahead and, and possibly sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one year deal. Um, is this a slap in the face to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? First of all, no, because Muhammad Wilkinson is a way better player than him. Nah, but, okay, but they gave him quarterback money. And they, they gave him seventeen and a half mil a year. I mean, the, the thing is, we—I told you, I said you talked about this earlier. We started this nonsense, and we paid Oliver Vernon all the money we paid him with the eighty-five million. Uh, defensive players. I think fine, the league is catching on. You need to have pass rushers to win a chip. Like, that's the only way you can stop these offenses now. It's the only way. So now, like, pass rushers are getting paid money almost close to quarterbacks. But the Bama's coming off an injury, though. He not even like, it ain't like he he coming out the hyperbaric chamber fresh. He, and he they, this they, Bama's, he's not a DN in a 4-3. But Yo, he, he had 12 money, last. dog, at this Bama who... Earl, may or may not Muhammad. be a shell of himself this year. A shell? Muhammad Wilkinson? Are we talking no, about I'm not saying he's not a beast. I'm not saying he's not a beast. What I'm saying is that injury, coming off an injury, like apparently before they, they, they gave him the bread, he was on schedule to come back. Now this Bama chilling out. I mean, that could be precautionary by the team. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know, but I know it's crazy because you look at him and he's 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 a he's a DN in the in the Jets three four and typically DNs in the three four all they do is eat up space they don't go after the passers really the linebackers that get the pressure on the quarterback but he is the exception to the rule he could probably play in the four three DN because he had twelve sacks last year he gets I, I think he averaged almost like two quarterback hits a game like this this is numbers that a typical three four defensive end does not get in the NFL, period. Like, the, he puts pressure on the QB. He gets sacks, double-digit sacks. Um, Von Miller last year had 11 sacks. So, I mean, and and he played outside, which is linebacker, which all he really does is rush the passer for the most part in that, in that type of defense, where this guy is also playing the run. He's a great run defender, and he's getting pressure. You can't find a lot of players that do both really well. Either they're a really good pass rusher, and they come in on third downs, or they're a guy that can stuff the run and they play like first and second down to, to slow down the run game. Like he he does both. To me, it shows more about Sheldon Richardson more than um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, because I think that's going to hurt Sheldon Richardson in the end because he got he's the one that has the issues. You right. But agreeing with everything you said, to me, this reminds me of the Haynesworth deal where you could never from that position live up to that contract. And so, like, I just can't Instead see of what getting, deal? Hainsworth. 
okay. when they moved him inside to the three four, like as a three four nose tackle, you will never be able to live up to, you know what I mean, that contract. But he plays defensive end in the three four. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get that. But in the three four, I just can't see him being able to live up. I, like he got twelve sacks this year. I can't see him like averaging twelve sacks. Like even not even his career for the rest of the contract. Like, I just can't. I can't see it. I mean, it's another case of one of those contract year things. Like, he that balled is. out, and he put the press on him, and they like, yo, we can't lose him. You know, so that that's what happened. The next thing you know, he's paid. And another I mean, but the, the, the contract came out of the kind of out of the blue, though. Like, they had him on a franchise tag, and they probably just could have kept him there. Like, I... I to me, I, think, I mean, you got you got Leonard Williams, you got you know what I'm saying, Sheldon, like you got a score, you got a mob, a pass rush that's dead for sure. I mean, and I, I guess, mean, I guess if you're thinking in your mind your offense is going to take a hit, if you're not not sure or confident that you're going to get back, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or your quarterback, and your offense may take a hit, then the next best thing is to just beef up the D as best as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to say, do I have to put an NH after yeah, any comment? Nah, my yeah. bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. But no, but Sheldon Richardson, it, honestly, though, he doesn't get after the quarterback as well as Muhammad Wilkinson. It's just, he just doesn't. He, he's now he's a really good defensive tackle, but he, I think he plays more the interior or he plays the other end, I think. And they sometimes rotate him and um, Leonard Wilkins and they lost snacks. They had snacks. And they let him walk in free agency. That's and he was, and he was really their run stuffer, and that allowed, I guess, the guys on the edges to play a little bit more aggressive against the, uh, I guess, the pass rush. So, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you, D. Dog. I, I think, but for Ryan Fitzpatrick, now this is the debate we was having last week, though. Like, Aaron, you believe in Geno Smith that he can be the guy for them. Let, let, let me clarify. Yeah. Please do. It's not yeah. so much as me believing in Geno Smith as I me believe. just thinking that what's his name again? Fitz is just a guy. Like, he will not duplicate last year's season. And I don't think he's that much better than Geno, if better at all. No, but let, let me let me just tell you some stuff, though, <laughs> about Geno Smith. Cause, 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 young, like, like my man Roy Jones said, young, you must have forgot though. 2013, <laughs> this Batman came out. This Batman averaged 190 yards passing per game. He played 16 games. This Batman had 12 touchdowns and 21 picks. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Okay, that's your rookie season. You know, let me come back the next year and get my mind right. 2014, Batman plays 14 games. Averages 180 yards passing per game, dog. Aaron, you can do better. I want 13 winners. touchdowns and 13 picks. So he only gets one touchdown better than his, his first year. And then of course, the last the last year, 2015, they just was like, we can't go with this Batman. So they went with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he had 31 touchdowns and 15 picks. Now you can say that they didn't have the same weapons or woo 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 all that stuff. But all I know is that in one season, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Had more touchdowns than than Geno Smith had in three seasons. I want winners. Geno Smith had 27 total touchdowns, and Ryan Fitzpatrick in one year had more yards with 4,031 touchdowns and 15 picks. 
I, yeah, I mean, Bama said numbers don't lie, whatever you want to say about that, but the bottom line is, you a bum! <laughs> Geno Smith is not the answer. But you know for a fact Fitzpatrick isn't the answer. So why not give somebody a shot, give somebody else a shot, see what you have, and get rid of that guy too on the uh, second half or at the end of the next year. But there's no point in trotting Fitzpatrick back out there. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. Well, this is this goes to show that this is really an indictment on the Jets and, and Mike. M- M- what's his name? McConnor, M- M- McCagney. What how is he supposed to pronounce his name? Mike McCagney. Tuck would know, but their GM, their GM messed up. Looking forward to like drafting a QB in this draft, they should have been like, if you knew you was going to screw Ryan Fitzpatrick and give him the cold, the cold five. You should have been like the looking. They did draft a quarterback. They just drafted a garbage quarterback. Right. No, no. But early. what I'm saying is when teams are making moves to get a higher in the draft to get and secure a, a quarterback for themselves, I, to me, they didn't they didn't do enough. They was like, well, we got a quarterback in our roster. You know, boy, Bryce Petty we got last year. And it was like, oh, okay, we got him. We can't draft. I, I, they just... To me, they didn't do their due diligence. They kind of just thought things would fall in place. I guess they thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to get desperate and call them. Like, I don't know what they thought. But right now, Geno Smith, to me, is just like their their last resort or their last, like, little, I couldn't get this person, so now we're just going to rock with you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? We couldn't get him, so now we're just going to rock with you. You got the keys. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to tell you, the Bama IK ruined this Ruin, ruin Geno Smith career. Yeah, he's the uppercut him. dog. The you going to jail now, bus driver Joe. You know, it's it put a, a damper on Geno Smith's career. His I leadership because in what way? Because humility, talent was that. That's what it is. The talent with Geno was never the issue. It was his mind and the way the Bama operates. I've been watching him since he was at uh, West Virginia back when I was gambling. I watched like almost all his games the last two years. So it's not it's not talent. It was always he was like the, his teammates never liked him even in college. He just was always like off to himself. He's just like an off brand type fam. And I feel like this Drake where he got his head knocked off kind of brought him down a few notches. And I feel like that'll he'll end up being better off from this point going forward than he would have if he wouldn't have gotten knocked out. I hope so, dog. I hope so. Now this is not me saying like Shanahan. I think he's gonna be top though. ten quarterback. Like I don't think he's gonna be like all pro. And I'm not saying that. I just think like. He's not totally inept to the point where the team is going to crumble so much further with him than they would have with Fitzpatrick this year. I, mean, I don't know, though. I don't know. D, come on, man. What you think? I, if you're going to push between Geno Smith and, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick not 10 times out of 10 over Geno Smith. But you got to yeah. count the money, too. That can't be, that has to be a part of it. It's not yeah, like they just don't want him, it's at the price. That's the, that's the, that's what it is. It's at that price. That's why they don't want to pay him. And at his age, and like you said, they know that he is not going to be the future for the Jets. That's just the bottom line. We all know that. And that's what they were trying to probably sound like a two-year deal or something like that. And uh, probably not a lot of guaranteed money because they didn't believe he was the future. And they're just in a tough position because now it's like, okay, we don't want Ryan because he probably wants more money. He sees everybody getting paid. We don't want to pay him that, nor do they have the money to pay him that. But then you got Geno Smith on the roster, who they drafted some years back pretty early. 
and they I guess they want to see hey maybe this is maybe season four is a lucky season for him I don't know last right. year when he did play when he started <laughs> when he played that one year, that that game last year I mean he looked like the same Gino to me two sixty five two touchdowns one pick trash oh whoa, whoa, what two sixty five <laughs> two hundred sixty five yards passing two touchdowns one pick. Trash, but mind you, Aaron, he threw forty-two times, so he he threw a lot of passes. Cannot to get win to that with him. Trash. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Two touchdowns. You, do, you can't say. Come on, man. Forty-one passes, Aaron. You're throwing for four eighty-five. Forty-one <laughs> right. passes, though. The same Matt Ryan could throw forty times to give you two hundred and twelve yards. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So don't do. Hold you on. just got on me for that Matt Ryan drink. But this is this is the thing, though, Aaron. He threw forty-one passes, not not to. Bellway lead receivers to Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. How do you not like miss them by was 41 10? Like, I, I, <laughs> Brandon he looked, Marshall was one of the elite receivers this year. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't get how you, you, he looked average. He looked like no, Gino. I, that's what I think. I think he's at, he has a potential to be average this year. The same as I feel like Fitzpatrick has to be average, except for he's 10 years younger. That's my, that's my thing right there. Like, that's it. Like, I understand I'm, what you're saying. I don't saying. think he's going to be great. I just think from a football des- decision-making perspective, as a GM of a team, not like fantasy, not like, you know what I mean, none of this other trumped-up stuff, just based on going forward with your team, building a team, I feel like the right decision is to let Geno be the quarterback if it's, it's not going to come in for a low number. Yeah. You're not cutting and restructuring Bama's design fits. I'm sorry. You better, you better, you better make sure that camp is a tough one, bro. Because, because, you can you can lose your head coaching job taking a gamble oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Even even, even if it ain't your call, you can still lose your your head coaching oh, yeah. job. Yeah, I expect Matt Forte to get thirty to thirty eight carries a game. Make that job a ground game, he and they gonna really put the ball. They going they going to try to pull a bit a bears a 2007 bears dog and just make it all about defense and special teams and just tell this Bama just be uh you know what I'm saying a DLG huh quarterback out here that's, that's all it. they need though that's all they need they don't need him to be anything more than just that just DLG yeah. all day just don't lose the game don't turn it over <laughs> you know what I'm saying don't do a butt yeah. fumble just some something like don't do none of that stuff and they'll be fine oh Ugh. I forgot that Bama started for the Broncos. That's definitely Kirk Cousins over the Broncos. Yeah, also, I forgot that, that, that Bama started. Mark Sanchez. Nah, yeah. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. No yeah. question. No That's question. Right. Uh, as we coming out of the end of our show, some of the stuff we're going to just have to tally for the next show, but um, I, I'm just so giddy right now, young. Like Because we are 10 days away from training camp right now. And I know people are starting to feel the feel the fever, and July is basically done. In August, you know the preseason starts, so you know for our fantasy football enthusiasts, we're right there on the cusp. So this year, we're gonna be giving you the, the I mean, I'm just be giving you the square bids, and and hopefully, you know, none of y'all end up in any of my leagues um, that listen to our program because I, you know, it's like that thing, like you don't want to give away all your secrets. On, on how this fantasy thing work, but just for starters, you know we'll give we'll give a uh, uh, draft and breakdowns and how you should draft your team and do different things like that, and you know what positions you should target. Do that down the line, but for starters, we got a 
um, studs and duds. And so I've chosen three studs that I think that are going to have unbelievable seasons this year. And then three duds who probably had great seasons last year. But this year, I just don't think that you should have them as high as you probably would based on their numbers from last year, this year on your board. So, um, and, and D, you can you can basically tell me if you you believe or you against it, whatever, whatever. All right. Um, for starters, my studs, I got three studs here: Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr., and Eli Manning are my studs this year. Odell Beckham Jr. can easily be a first a first pick in a draft easily uh, this year. I think him and Eli, and if you can get the tandem of them together, that's going to really help your your fantasy football team because I think they're going to have uh, a similar year to what they had last year, but I think it'll be even better um, with uh, the ad of, who, what's your slot receiver's name? Uh, you're talking about uh, Sterling Shepard. Shepard. Yeah, Sterling Shepard. With Shepard coming on, that, that even, to me, that helps Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and that helps Eli too. So, and those are my studs. Ty Gurley, of course, I think he's going to take over as the number one running back this year in fantasy over Adrian Peterson. Um, I just think just because of the team that they have, um, they're going to be handing the ball off a lot. And, you know, they groom the young quarterback in there slowly but surely. So um, just expect him to get a rack of touches. And if you're getting a rack of touches, I mean, you just with his talent, eventually you're going to break. I mean, similar to what Adrian Peterson was with, with Minnesota for so long, I see I see that happening for Ty Gurley. Um, what, what do you think, D? Those good studs? Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder about uh, Odell's numbers because of the if Victor Cruz comes back, is that going to cut into some of his numbers a little bit? Um, so I, the I'm, targets, though, the targets are there. It's the targets, and, and Odell gonna get the targets, though. Because the one receiver to me, and I can't, I'm a you know I'm a big Giants fan. To me, that has more targets than Odell, and this is like consistently is Antonio Brown, yeah. Because he, to me, he's the only receiver that gets as many targets as he does on any on any team. Maybe with, with the exception of maybe like DeAndre Hopkins, maybe, but. Antonio Brown gets like man, like twelve looks a game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he does. They play and, backyard and, football. Yeah. Whatever the play is, he's looking for Antonio first. First, like yeah. dude, put him. And, in that, the and that's Ben's. That's side. Ben's guy. That's Ben's guy. I mean, but when Ben goes down, I mean, I guess that goes for any any if the if the, if the top quarterback for the team goes down, then of course that's going to hurt the numbers of the, oh, yeah. of the primary receiver. But, you know, last year, that's what happened. I mean, Antonio Brown still got looks, but his numbers just took a little slight dip when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't, wasn't in uh, for injury or whatever. But when he came back, the Batman just went right back to the top. So, I mean, you can always put Antonio, you know what I'm saying, at, at the number one spot because of his targets, because of his impact, because of his skill. Um, and just how he's utilized. Uh, my duds on this list. Um, my number one dud is Justin Forsett. Um, stay away from him. Devontae Freeman is my second dud. And then Brandon Marshall. Uh, I think those three players are players that had great seasons or, you know what I'm saying, have been, you know, productive in fantasy for fantasy teams. But this year, I would stay, especially... Brandon Marshall is all it's all predicated by Ryan Fitzpatrick. If Geno Smith comes in there, I just don't 
Brandon Marshall, his mind is like he feels slighted already because they've been carrying Ryan Fitzpatrick and they haven't listened to him. So I just don't know how motivated he's going to be. They're going to be on CBS Sports doing TV shows and all that stuff. I just could see him if they start off slow and their offense is not really moving or clicking, he's not getting, you know, I could just see him kind of checking out uh, Randy Moss style. Uh, Devontae Freeman, he's in a he's in a timeshare. You know, they're trying to get uh, carried to the other running back. <laughs> Why y'all laughing, dog? Why you say he in a timeshare? <laughs> <laughs> he is he in the timeshare. He only got week seven and nine available to him. <laughs> yeah, dog. That's how, that's how it is right now for him. And, you know, they, they really... the. Uh, I mean, uh, the Falcons, they, they're they real past... I mean, not, not, I want to say a past happy. That kind of helps him because he can catch out of the backfield, but that team really wants to get Tevin Coleman, their other, their other promising running back, involved, you know what I'm saying, in the run game. So he'll take carries from away from Devontae Freeman. And I just... With a lot of other players, like, you know what I'm saying, Le'Veon Bell's coming back. He's a better pick, in my opinion, because he's just going to get the carries. Like I said, Ty Gurley, Adrian Peterson. I mean, if you're in the second round, I would go Devontae Freeman, like, high second round. But, you know, I wouldn't make him my first pick, like, if I got the if I got the pick of the litter of running backs coming out. And then, Justin Forsett, like, I mean, he's another one of those dudes that, you know, of course he's tier two, and I don't think he jumped to tier one. But I think he'll take it a, another dive down even further this year than what he was last year. Uh, once you get over that 30 mark, you start battling injuries, and I just don't know if he'll be able to hold up an entire season. So those are my studs and duds. Um, but you got anything? I can't. I mean, you really can't argue with too much of that. Um, some other guys, I, I think, to like – watch out for this year in terms of potential guys that really have an explosion season, an explosive season. Uh, Amari Cooper, to me, from Oakland, that might be a guy people may not be thinking about, but I can see him taking off this year. He showed a lot in that first season, and I can see him continuing that success uh, uh, this season as well. Um, somebody that I wouldn't, I'd normally look at in the draft, but maybe not this year is uh, LaShawn McCoy. I, I don't know, man. The injuries, he just gets injured every year now. He can't even play a full season anymore. He's not the same LaShawn McCoy. Oh, it's Buffalo. I know. It's cold up there, dog. <laughs> you need it was that, cold that, when Philly. that cold air grip your knees. It was cold in Philly, though. Philly no, ain't. It's colder in Buffalo, dog. Tropical weather in Philly. I mean, I don't know if that's it or just the age or just the, the nick, nicks up, but I, I I can't trust him anymore as a, as a feature back on my roster. As yeah. once I, I will always look for him. And oh yeah, and also too, these fantasy does and does is ba- we play PPR league, so we do count like per reception for a point. So that can change how people draft, you know, receivers, especially and running backs, because running backs that catch passes, that's extra points for them as well. So yeah. extra incentive. So that's why I said LaShawn McCoy, because I would pick him because he would run and then the man would catch like six catches. Yeah. Yeah, he's been yeah he he declining he declining. Um, as everybody knows, uh, Aaron Foster got scooped up by the Dolphins. Jenga, Jenga. Who's the trainer? Is the question. (laughs) Who's the trainer? That's a good question, dog. Who's on hard knocks this year? 
Who who's the, uh, the team Rams. behind us? It's the Rams. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nah. I think that actually the Rams, the Hard Knocks Jones gonna size them for real, for real. Um, to the game start. Yeah. To the game start. <laughs> um, and then it's gonna be over. They're gonna be blown. Um, yeah. So I mean, Aaron Foster and I, Charles Tillman retired this week. Um, you know, he used to play most of the. the I guess the highlights of his career was with the Bears, and yeah, um, definitely with the Bears. and he was always known for like trying to punch the ball, the uh, the football out of people's hands and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, Peanut Tillman, where did the get a name Peanut from? I don't, I don't know. know. That's what they got from childhood when somebody honor their mother call him Peanut. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut, hey Peanut. <laughs> That's definitely like a street name, like Black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so he he made a video though, like a little, like a basically like punching out type jump where he's just going around smacking stuff out of people's hands and like the remote control and like that. I'm about to eat like some some uh, applesauce. He smacked the, the spoon out their hand, like you know what I'm saying? Just like one of them kind of jumps. And then he like punches his card out of the facility and then hangs his cleats up. So. Man, it's kind of corny, but you know, you know, when you about to retire, that's it. So. But that's it, man. We ain't got nothing else. Uh, follow us at BOK Sports 980. Um, you can email us. Uh, y'all going, where you going? LA Fitness tonight, Aaron? About to go get some shots up somewhere. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying too, but I just don't feel like driving far. But that's it, young. So that's our show. Polish. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak! How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do 